I've always thought of myself as a father to you. To all of you. If you think it is the responsibility of the parent to hold your hand through every step of your life, then you're sadly mistaken. I was expedient. I gave you power and purpose. Children blame their parents for their every fault, but the purpose of a parent is not to make you perfect. That is your responsibility. The purpose of a parent is simply to give you the means and the reason. Power and the purpose. You are welcome, my child. I am afraid this is the end of my parentage to you. But you can still be of some use to me. cavern system you've dispatched of the enemies that were um, camping here you're surrounded by a lot of their things there are chests and chairs there are two campfires and there are beds um, in front of you is a very old looking chest and inside is a tiefling a body burned um, but not completely beyond recognition uh, and seemingly beaten um, will you open the box fix you look inside and you recognize the person inside and then you have this connection this vision but nobody else sees anything. Um, what do you guys do next? I'll probably sink just... to my knees in front of the chest, probably, and just... You okay? Give me a moment. I'll just slowly close the lid of the box and back up and give her some space. I think Merlin would walk up to fire and just hold her hand without saying a word and look up to her. Yeah, I would just put my arm around you. I'm going to pull you in. 
that I don't understand. Why is she here? Why is she here? Did you hear that? Hear what? Did, did you did you hear anything fire? No. As did I. I I didn't hear a thing. It was him. And that was my sister. But she shouldn't be here. I don't understand why she's here alone. You'll never let go. How long has it been since you've seen her last? Months, maybe. I've lost track of time. We tend to come and go. And she was alive and well and free when you last saw her? Far away from here. She was supposed to track him. She was supposed to bring information back to us so we could do this, so we could do the hard part, and instead she's here. And I don't understand why. And I don't understand why she's alone. I'll just walk into a corner and just sit and try and I'm sort of almost meditating in a way, trying to regain control of my emotions. I can't even begin to imagine what she's going through right now. There's a, there's a unique kind of pain when you find the people you care about dead. Not much else matches up to it. Her sister doesn't belong here. Doubt she would have come in here willingly, not by herself. She said she was tracking this guy. I usually work in threes. I will glance at the 
body bag. Yeah, there is a body bag in here that is, um, it seems to be made of a, a sleeping bag, like some of the others that are in the room. Um, however, it has been sealed over and uh, wrapped in in rope, a kind of a thin rope and, a, and an expensive looking rope. Um, not a not a cheap looking thing um, and burned into the, the rope are runic symbols um, everyone can roll me an arcana check if you want to try and figure out what they are or if you recognize them um, let's see 18 from Fix, uh, 12 and 12 from Fire, and 17 from Will. Um, Fix and Will, you might recognize these as um, uh, runes that, that it's not a language. It is, um, they are magical runes, the type of runes that you would um find in a in a spell book or um on a um a scroll um you can't recognize what they mean um but they certainly have something to do with necromancy um there is certainly something to do with necrosis on or the necromancy school of magic um merlin and fire you understand this as well but for whatever reason, or maybe you're not paying attention, um, the, um, you would recognize simply that they're arcane symbols, um, but not necessarily what school they belong to. It's difficult to say what, what this is for, um, but you get the sense that it's probably, um, holding something in, you know, this is probably stopping something from coming back to life. Um, as opposed to it being any other way. Um, why it would be here and why it's just kind of open and left to one side um, is another thing. There's also no um, there's no movement from it or anything like that. And it, and it doesn't smell either. There's no scent of, of death aside from the freshly killed uh, you know, and the bloodied massacre of some of the bandits that are in here already. Um, maybe if you have your own wounds. But in terms of this thing, it doesn't smell like a, a corpse. Um, as they have a very strong scent, very ripe eventually. Um, so whatever this is, whatever this other body is, you're not too sure. Um, it looks to be uh, a regular sized humanoid, probably uh, probably a, a, a large uh, man at, at, at first glance and guess. Um, difficult to say without like kind of pulling it open. Doesn't seem to have any horns or anything like that coming off the top, the round of the top of the head being pulled tight um, from the sleeping bag kind of betrays the idea that it might be um, a tiefling or maybe an orc. Some orcs have um, horned elements. Um, you'd probably guess probably a human man just from the size and shape at first glance. Um, that's about it. There are some other boxes and things in the room as well, but what you get from the uh, the body. Are you standing near it, fixed? 
Um, yeah, probably just back from where I was before, before I went to look in the chest. Okay. The effects of the chest are still present on you. Um, it's still uncomfortable to be near it. Um, with it open, the kind of glow to it has gone, though. But you still feel uncomfortable to be near it. I, uh, I imagine I probably recognize this, but I don't move away from it. Mm-hmm. How, <clears throat> how far back did Fix step? Uh, just a, about 10 foot. Without touching the chest and the body inside, I'm gonna examine it visually. Just look at it. Is there any writing, loose objects, clues, or anything else that can be discerned without disturbing it? Um, you closed it again, though, right? Uh, I did, but then I just heard you now say it was open. No, no, no. So this it's... is this is the second body. Sorry, there's another body that's in the room. Okay. There is a in a the body, body bag you're describing. Body bag. Um, the okay. body, which you saw at, I can give you what you saw previously. Um, yeah, like, refresh my memory, because it's been... Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you come into this oh, room, there is, um, there is a, a body bag in one corner, which is tied in the rope with the arcane runes on it, which you recognize to be necromancy in some way. Um, right. Then there is the large chest, which had the iron padlock on it, which you broke. Um, in that was what you opened up. Fix reacted to it, then walked in over to a corner, and then you said you closed it again, which is just the only reason I'm being... Right. In, in, in that case, I'll, I'll leave that closed then and not disturb it. I mean, there are some other boxes if you guys are moving around. Yeah, I was just about to say there were chests. I remember there being a few other chests. I, uh, I think Merlin would start scrounging around to see if he could find anything useful. Yeah. Anyone doing that can roll me uh, investigation check. I'll just stay by Merlin in case they open a Oof. box that is clearly a mimic or something. Right. Oh god, I didn't consider that. Or they eat poison or, you know. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no. No meeting boxes. Uh, <laughs> are you looking at anything else? Anyone else? Or just Merlin knocking around? I probably will, but not at this particular moment. Um, Merlin, are you looking for just food? Well, if I can. Give me a perception check. Fifteen. Fifteen. Following your nose more than your brain here, um, you are led from... There are two smaller boxes near the large chest um, that has the tiefling body in it. Um, but you're led over to the other area of the room where there are all the sleeping bags and... There are lots of little satchels and bags here that contain varying different things. I think you probably hear the uh, clanking of Merlin going through stuff. For the most part, it's just um, nothing. Little trinkets that probably belong to the men. Um, you find things like pieces of fletching for arrows and, and old blunt daggers and knives. Things that people would be eating apples with. Um, until eventually you kind of amass two piles. One pile full of junk that is not worth anything. We'll just say just chaff 
and then a pile of um, personal belongings from the group uh, at, whole, at large, the bandits. You find a bunch of food, for one thing. So you've already found um, mostly kind of salted meats and nuts and berries and things that people would eat on the road. Um, you find a decent amount of food, enough to um, feed all of you here for a couple of days. Um, you also find a uh, a scroll, um, which for you would be very interesting, I think. You would know exactly what a scroll is and, and what it can do for you. It's a scroll of blur, um, oh. which is the spell blur. Um, and I'm just going to give you the list while I give you the things. You also find a scroll of locate object. Nice. You find two healing potions, 20 silver, and 10 gold, as well as a bottle of aged gnomish whiskey. Which means this was distilled by gnomes somewhere. Um, as well as an unlabeled potion. Um, these are the things you find over the course of just going through all of these different um, bags that are just kind of open and things like that. Um, when um, you're done, again, there's still, uh, there's a there's a small lockbox that you find, which has a, um, a little um, padlock of its own on, a much smaller one that would come with like a personal key. Um, it's quite a nice looking thing, maybe a, a strong dark wood, or it's been washed in such a way that it's kind of black um, with nice iron um, bandings on it. Um, but I, I, I don't think you necessarily immediately open that, but you do find a smaller box. Um, and you find... Oh, and there's another um, chest, which looks similar to the one outside that held um, the leather armor and things on. Um, looks more like it'd probably be another set of things like that. Um, but so far, that's what you find, uh, Merlin. So you can claim those things for now. And, um, but like everyone will see that he's done this if you're paying any attention to him. He's only, you know, a few feet across the room. It's not an enormous cave here. I feel like I'm, I'm looking just to make sure he doesn't eat anything obviously poisoned. He's for sure so eating some, some stuff, but it just looks like food, you know. He's actually finding rations and things this time. Um, which he's eating. He's probably walking over and putting things in the middle of a, the area where you guys are sat or maybe by one of the campfires with a beef jerky hanging out of his mouth and then he comes back again. He's got an apple core something like that. Mm -hmm. Constant. I think what he does though with the lockbox is he immediately takes it to fix and without saying anything gives it to her. I, uh, I'll just glance at it. Mm. Is there anything I can do with it? Give me a history check. Not really what this check is for, but it'll do. 17. Um, you recognize this box. This is a small lockbox that you recognize from childhood. Um, it belongs to Orias. You realize that one of the bags that Merlin went through probably belonged to him. One of the satchels over there was one of his bags. Oh. Where did you find this? 
um, I I found it amongst the the, the, the things over over there in the corner. Um, I just I, I you know I, I I follow where my nose goes and. Marlin, uh, uh, relax. Yes. Just point at which bag it was in. And he just points at the direction where he found it in. I assume it's locked. The lockbox is locked, yeah. The bag is kind of open. It's a satchel. Um, mm-hmm. Just a plain-looking satchel, no different than, than some of the others that were there. Um, some of the items that were probably pulled from it were the scrolls, um, maybe with the unlabeled potion. Um, nothing else in there of, of worth. But the, the lockbox, yeah, it's a small thing. Um that you could you could probably break it open really easily um, if you had thieves tools and you could probably pick the lock it's a simple looking thing uh, yeah. i would walk over to the satchel and probably up- upend it and like sort of stumble through it all like trying to see if i find anything useful that merlin hasn't taken and then i'll go back to the box um can, can anybody open this i'll just hold my hand out just pass it to like quickly I'll try to open it the thieves tools mm-hmm. my thieves tools check it's not doing anything when I click it it's um, just a dex yeah roll uh, sleight of hand be the same I think on your it's sheet it's not doing anything either maybe I just need to refresh them let me double check You could just, if your roll 20 is not broken, it's just a d20 plus 7. Okay. Or 9. Yeah, Yeah, you did it. I think it was just my roll 20 was... Um, you, uh, yeah, it takes you two seconds. This is a really simple, um, lock. You get the sense that it's, it's more for show, just to make sure that being left behind, these guys don't mess with it, um... And, uh, yeah, it clicks open and the, the lid pops a little bit. Yeah, I don't open it. I'll just unlock it and hand it back unlocked. Take it back and immediately open it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of things in here. Um, there are lots of little pieces of paper and writings, um, lots of them with um, different languages on them. You recognize infernal the tiefling language you recognize orcish you recognize common um you even see things that look like they might be notes that you and your other family members might have sent back and forth to each other in your coded messages um you see um lots of stuff that relates to necromancy um warlock binding things like that um, it all seems to be the type of thing that you would probably expect to be in there when you open it. Um, you see uh, a ring in there that's a, a metal-looking thing with a black band that runs um, through the center of it. And um, you see um, uh, a kind of a, a rolled piece of paper that, that would be a, uh, a small thing that you would attach to, the, to a pigeon leg. To send as a message um, that is um, tied. Other than that, this is really all that's in there. It's it's mostly writings and, and scribblings, and it's almost like 
um, your own journal, but in separate pieces of paper, manic writings and notes. If anything, this seems like a note-keeping box. Um, aside from the ring that's hidden quite underneath all of them, um, yeah, you uh, don't really find anything of, of major importance or anything like that. You can give me an investigation check to try and work out some of the things that are on the notes if you're looking through them, though. 16. 16. Yeah, as you probably expected, um, most of the writings are uh, necromancy, um, returning undead, um, binding undead souls to things. Um, you also see lots of writing about binding, um, warlock binding. Warlocks are not really a thing in this setting in the way that they might be in, in other settings. They are very, very rare. They're almost unheard of, really. You don't, you don't, um, find a patron very easily. There's, there's no real way of casting magic that way in the general populace for most uh, for the most part there are people who learn their spells wizards there are people who are naturally born with like a, a gift for spells and sorcery there are people who might live out in the woods um, and commune with nature in some way and they become kind of druidic um, there are uh, clerics and people like that who are able to pull magic from some divine source um, but warlocks are very, very rare and unheard of. Um, it's not really um, a thing. E even seeing the word warlock binding might be quite new to you. You might not even know until this moment, um, or maybe you and some of the others do. But um, this thing known as warlock binding is, uh, is here. Now, it's something that you understand already, um, but you can see here that it's something that he still seems to be working on, and he's working on lots of different... Um, necromantic abilities and these warlock binding things and he seems to be trying to understand uh, a connection between them. You see something known uh, as Shamziel, which is spelt um, like this. Um, the summoning of a demon known as Shamziel and the summoning of something known as the Child of Darkness. Um, while there is nothing that cohesively brings all these things together, they're the three recurring subjects. There's lots of weird little writings about um, uh, undead spells, and then there's lots of weird little writings about warlock binding, and then there is mention of these demons, demon binding, Shamziel, and the Child of Darkness, and they just seem to be the recurring things. Half of it is in languages that you probably don't understand, and half of it is just wild scribblings that don't even make sense. Like he was out of his mind, like a, like an insane person might have been writing backwards or um, in reverse. Um, and some of it just seems to be complete gibberish. Um, and there's a lot. That, for the record, this is a, a lockbox, like you might find a trinket box, like a jewelry box size, just packed full of these tiny little papers. Um, and then there's one ring at the bottom of it all. You don't recognize the ring. Does it feel, uh, do I get like a 
feeling from it or anything? Or is it just the ring? No, it feels um, heavier than you might expect. Uh, it's like, it, it looks like it's made of um, just like maybe iron or something polished up. Um, at first, maybe you thought it was silver. It's very, very shiny. But when you look at it, you see that it's just metal. The black ring on the inside, you're not too sure what it is. Um, but it, it feels heavier than maybe it should, but you don't get any sense of, uh, yeah, nothing crazy happens or anything like that. You, I mean, you wouldn't know whether it was magical or anything, but it seems pretty normal at first grab. Uh, I'll just be rifling through these. Probably uh, be sat on the floor at this point, uh, so I don't lose any of these notes. That I'm just going through them, like trying to desperately trying to find some information. He had our notes. How did he have our notes? Child of dark, child of darkness. Does that mean anything to any of you? Mm-mm. No. Merlin shakes his head too. I'll just thoroughly go through this and then um, take my time and then pack it all back up and probably tuck it away somewhere. How did you have our notes? Would she have been carrying them? Maybe. I'll probably walk over at this point and I assume Will sat somewhere. I would I would have been standing over you while you were reading those notes oh. for at least the first minute, but then it's kind of all going over my head. So eventually just standing there for moral support, but not really able to contribute. Hmm. Whenever you are done reading though, he will Silently and solemnly offer a hand up. I take my hand. Just sort of wincing, I'll just get up. He probably shouldn't stay here. If he's going to be coming back. No, probably not. Especially not in our current state. On the other hand, if he's coming back here, it could be our one chance to catch him when we know where he's going to be exactly. Were you able to make any heads or tails out of that? Rantings of a madman. Fitting. And what? Necromancy. Just thing after thing of child of darkness. Shamsiel. I don't know what it means. I'm afraid these words mean nothing to me. I'm not surprised. Was there a mention of this word? And I will turn the amulet that I'm wearing around backwards for the first time and show that there's a word inscribed on the back that just says Renascator on it. Renascator? Was this in there? No. What does it mean? I have no idea. 
but I kind of need to find out. I am afraid. I am not convinced that if he shows up here, we could even stop him. There's usually three of us, and usually I'm not the person making the decisions. Well, now there's four. And you don't have this to make the decisions. This isn't fair. But regardless. Fight. I look over at Fire and Merlin. We can't drag them into this. This isn't their fight. I heard what you said earlier with the bandits. Arias gave the orders. This is true. Can't really ask them to put their lives on the line for a fight that has nothing to do with them. I'm getting paid. I could Are you? help it over here. You know, as much as this is not the adventure me and Fire had, you know, started off with, it is... It is now. And we're in it. You've almost died twice already to a fight that was not your own. I would say of all the knocks we've taken, Merlin, you've, uh, you've caught the worst of it. What would make you want to continue this? You never did tell us why either of you were heading towards Sum's point. I just look I, at Merlin. I, I, I look at Bitfire, and I, I guess I just start. Well, I've, I've never really had a home. I, uh... I was exiled. By, by the elves... I, I, I'd lived off the land uh, for as long as I can remember. I, I've had no family. I've always remembered to be on my own. It wasn't until I, I met Fire that I... Uh, well, if I may be so bold to say... I consider her a friend. Okay, let's not get ahead of uh, ourselves. Oh, well, too strong. Okay, well, I. Please, I do have a reputation elf. to uphold. I heard you screaming his name when the bugs bit him. Elf, don't act like you don't care. Maybe a little. More than you want to admit. Well, well, regardless. Yep, yeah, regardless. We're here to help. We should go to Sun's Point. Your man Darrow is there. We can eviscerate him in whatever way you wish. Darrow will be the least of their concerns. Don't get me wrong, I'm going to kill him. But he's not the one that concerns me. Your man Arias is far more dangerous. And this bandit group, whilst I was interrogating them, I was able to at least learn most of their names and confirm some others. I knew Darrow was involved. That guy pointed one of the bodies on the floor. 
confirm that Daryl was the one who opened the city gates and let these people in without even so much as a fight. Coward. But it goes beyond that. I've been tracking these guys for a while. They are well far and above typical bandit rabble. They're organized. They're smart. So far, the ones I've crossed swords with have been skilled. That is what I'm afraid these, of. These guys aren't bandits, they're soldiers. Or at the very least, they've been organized and trained by one. Those other names, Massimo, Mac, and Borel. These are their lieutenants, their commanders. And I kind of shudder to think what they're capable of if they could take basic bandit rabble and convert them into something this scary. Daryl will forever and always be a coward and a weakling, but those others are probably not. And they are who Arias surrounds himself with. Right, which also puzzles me. If they are... If they are soldiers, why would they serve a necromancer? What did he offer them? Power? Money? People who are offered power often make poor soldiers. They're too ambitious. Arias didn't even seem to know what was going on with the mists himself. He's here to study the things that come out of the mists. Why? It's a good question. Probably answered somewhere in that scribbling. If only I could read it! You've probably got a better shot at deciphering it than any of the rest of us, so if you can't read it, I doubt we can make sense of it either. Perhaps Merlin could take a look at it when we get somewhere a bit more comfortable. I can't guarantee that I can read it, but but I'll I'll try. You seem quite adept at reading the other thing we had. True that. <laughs> but there is an elephant in the room that needs to be looked at. And I'm gonna walk over to the body bag. Can I remove the blanket that's covering this body without disturbing whatever kind of magic runes are blocking it? Like, are the runes in a circle around it, or are they inscribed on the bag or the blanket itself? They're on the ropes. So imagine a body in a in a uh, body bag. Uh, wrapped in a rope four or five times around the main body and then once from head to toe and then tied off. It would be difficult to do. Um, it would be difficult to do. And also, I don't think you know whether you would disturb it or not. But it, it wouldn't be easy but you could try is really where I'm getting at with this. If you want to try, it would, uh... Yeah. The man you beheaded earlier mentioned the fact that they've been ordered not to let it get up and walk away. I heard. I can only suspect that whatever kind of power Orias is tampering with involves bringing back the dead. Well, we know that for sure. The question is, 
whatever means he's working on of resurrecting the dead, could it work even if he's not here to enact it himself? These markings on this bag. For all we know, whatever kind of magic or enchantment he's working on is already in effect here. Keeping this thing alive. In. Keeping this thing alive or perhaps keeping it dead. If his order was to not let it get up and walk around, I say we let it get up and walk around. <clears throat> well, I don't know that I want to get that far ahead of ourselves, but we do need to know who it is. And I'm going to uncover just the face portion with minimal disturbance to the rest of it, but I want to see who this is. Okay. Give me a sleight of hand check. Oops. <laughs> it seems your bad rolls continue um, from last week. It's because you're making me roll to literally move a piece of cloth, Brad. I blame you. <laughs> you wanted to touch it. Um, <laughs> well, I touched it. You uh, move the just the sort of the face area or try and reveal um, something underneath the uh, uh, the what would it be called the hood of the sleeping bag um, however as you do so almost immediately as soon as you kind of peel some of this away and your hand brushes the underside of the the rope the sleeping bag falls flat as if there's nothing in it whatsoever um, the ropes kind of fall loose and it just becomes an empty sleeping bag. What? Do we hear anything? You do not hear anything. Mm. You know, of all the possible outcomes I expected when I reached down to touch this, that was not one of them. Where did it mm. go? Uh, shake it. I say smirking. <laughs> I, I reach out to shake it and then I stop and I'm like, he's just trying to get me killed. But there's nothing there, Fire. You, you, you want him to, oh, oh, mm. oh. That cannot huh. be a good sign. No. No, it can't. Do you think it's up walking around somewhere else? Do I look like a wizard? No. I am. Is it? Okay, Merlin. Uh, yeah? Do you think it got up and... No. ...appeared somewhere else? No? Uh, I mean, well, it, it, uh, it... Possible. Possible. Hmm. Uh, is it perhaps invisible? If it's still here, I'll find it. And I, I'll turn around and look in the middle of the room. Yeah. Other three will see what appears to be some sort of bright sunlight behind Will's eyes, and I will use Divine Sense and scan this room. Okay. You... What is the distance on... Divine sense. I believe it is 60 feet 
on the divine sense. Let me double check. Sixty. Okay. The fact that you're asking the exact distance. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, this can only be one thing. The range is 60 feet. Um, but if it is behind a solid wall or object, I still can't see it. Okay. Presence of strong evil registers on your senses like a noxious odor. Um... Hmm. Mm-hmm. Two creatures in this room. Um, those of you that are looking at Will when he does this, his eyes glow and you recognize uh, that he's casting a spell of some sort. Behind him, you can see a... Uh, ghostly spectral figure um, standing there glaring over his shoulder at Fix. Fix, the spectral figure, is of a large tiefling woman built quite strongly, furious, um, absolutely furious with anger. Her eyes are aflame. Her hair, which it, maybe she didn't even have, is fire. She has um, flames coming off of the top of her head. Her horns are larger than they were in life. Her arms and body are kind of um, cracked and burning. Um, the effect of a kind of, of lava as her skin flows um, down her body spectral translucent difficult to even see um but immediately the um fiery spectral ghost appears behind you will you sense that there is one directly in front uh, behind you you also sense that there is a fiend a demon of some sort directly in front of you um and that would be fix um Pure evil, both of them. The thing behind you, uh, a spectre, a ghost, an undead, something like that, something that doesn't belong. Um, Absolute intent to kill. The thing in front of you, um, far more evil than you could ever imagine. Fix beyond any level of evil. This thing behind you feels like a puppy dog. Um, You know that there's a ghost behind you, but your attention would be drawn immediately to the fiend, the demon that is fixed. Uh, however, at this point, I'm going to bring you back over to the battle map because I need some rolls from you all. Uh, initiative, remember to click on your tokens. Um, Should we move over to where we were near the body bag and such on this map? Yeah, let's put you here. Um, put yourselves where you think you'd be. Oh, sorry. There you yeah. go. Oh, yeah. I was probably I'll get rid of these dwarves, the but you can assume thing. that there are lots of dwarf bodies and bandit bodies on the ground around you as well. Um, behind Will is a poltergeist. Oh, not in the body. 
That's there. And did you all roll? Who am I missing? Everyone. Oh, well, um, Will didn't click his token. Will didn't well, click uh, his token. You know, I did click my token, and it's not, uh, <laughs> it doesn't like me, apparently, <laughs> but I got a 21. Um, yes, so, um, there is a thing behind you. It is a ghost. Um, so you, Fix, you recognize that this is a strange, ghostly form of your um friend your family member your um comrade um and they are screaming in silence no noise coming from this ghost um will you have this reaction from your divine sense what do you do first okay to be clear and make sure i didn't misunderstand you're telling me i've got like Slightly evil behind me, but giga evil coming from Fix for whatever reason. Yeah. Just. <sighs> okay. I get some stuff at level three that hits really, really, really hard. <laughs> yes, I Just, should mention that they went from level two to level three during the week. I meant to mention it at the end of the last episode and forgot, but I don't think I've ever mentioned that you're even level two, so. Oh yeah, sorry. Oh yeah, spoiler. We're, we're all level three now. Um, well, I just forgot, but yeah. Wood will unload. I don't think so. If it helps, I would be looking behind you, like, uh, with clear. Not even, like, yeah. telling you there's something there, just with, like, rage, shock. I feel like for a, for several different reasons, I still wouldn't attack Fix. Not here. Uh, even even with even with divine sense telling me to so I'm gonna spin around and I'm gonna spin around and try to hit this other thing instead since I can feel it behind me um, yeah and I haven't actually taken my paladin oath yet so I'm not going to use any of the stuff that I get. I don't technically have it, so I'm just going to swing at it normally. Okay. That is a nine. A nine. Um, okay. So. Uh, oh, no, that was... Sorry, I read your 21 as a hit. Nine is a miss. Um, I think you're swinging this one-handed and spinning, right? Correct, yeah, I just turned and reflexively swung as soon as I felt the thing behind me. Yeah, as you spin towards it, you you feel the sword kind of pass through something before the, the creature moves backwards into the cave wall. 
the, the thing is already moving backwards. And as you swing, you feel your sword, um, the tip of your sword kind of scrape along that cave wall, a few sparks. Um, and this thing moves into the wall and you uh, you swing kind of wild and, and miss. You now realize fully that this thing is kind of a, a screaming ghost creature. There's bits of it still coming out of the wall. You can still see that it's there behind you, but um, yeah, maybe a small misjudgment. I will take one step backwards so that I am not directly between this thing and fix. And end my turn. Okay. Um, let's see. Fire. I'm going to go ahead and guess. We'll fire a weapon. Get to step away for a second. Actually requested that I fire a, an arrow at the, uh, at the creature. So I will do it. Please don't blame me if she misses the attack. If you not won me in the head, Brad. <laughs> 12 is a hit from fire. 11 uh, plus the sneak attack. I think is this. Wow. Jeez. You're welcome. Okay. You're welcome, party. Holy. Oh. <laughs> Brad carrying the party. <laughs> Fire just instantly firing a um, an arrow over to the area where this thing is. You see it strike the creature. The arrow um, passes through the thing and dings off of the wall, but the creature reacts to it for the first time, taking its glance from Fix and, and shooting uh, a death glare over towards fire. There is a, um, a sense that this arrow didn't hurt it as much as it should have done, but it most certainly... Uh, did a decent amount of damage to the tune of uh, half damage. So, let me just check that I'm on the right layer, which I'm not. Uh, yes. Rounded down. Bringing us to fix. Uh... Fix, you, uh, would I will... note, you, you would note immediately from body language that I am equally braced against you as the ghost. I, uh, I would look between the two of you while stumbling backwards um, and would... Yeah, I guess just do what I think is best, hex it and throw an Eldritch Blast Okay. whilst stumbling backwards. One is a hit. Nine. Uh, no, one. Let's see. Six yeah. Necrotic. Okay. Plus six. You get it on this turn? Am I crazy? Uh, Maybe you do. Hex applies to the turn that it's cast, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right, you moving anywhere? Uh, I stumbled backwards slightly, and that's it. The, um, the I feel like I'm at a step, right? So if I go backwards anymore, I fall. So yeah. The uh, 
the ghostly form of Carmen returns its gaze to you as soon as you begin casting this thing. As you hit it, um, you see that the magic damage sort of disperses the poltergeist for a moment. The form of it is reduced to um, kind of wisps of, of just sort of translucent ether um, before it reforms for a moment. It seems to be a lot more effective than the arrow was, um, but it's still going. Are you doing anything else? All right, brings us to Merlin. Um, so without hesitation, Merlin would immediately turn around and uh, look to fire, take her hand, and cast protection from good and evil. Mm. So a warm light would then emit from his hands, and uh, I, I, I would assume that fire would uh, feel this sense of protection from good and evil. Okay. You have protection from good and evil. Uh, creatures of... Well, this creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against you. You can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed by them either. And are you moving anywhere, Merlin? Uh, yeah, I'm going to hide. Can I hide in the box that's behind? Uh... You absolutely can, yeah. Really? Oh my god, um, yes. I'm gonna, you technically have to do the hide action, but I'm going to say that you're climbing into the box and you're in the box yeah. now. You're covered. Th this box is filled with clothing. Um, cloaks and um, uh, basic traveler clothing. No leather armors like the other one. This looks like civvy clothing or the type of thing they might want to wear when they don't want to be branded as a member of the bandit crew. And you are lost in amongst all those rags for now. Um fire let me see protection is not going to help you here no can you give me a strength saving throw and you have to beat an 11 i said fire and i meant fix and remember when i said oh. remember when i said why i don't have two people with the same starting no, of that name in a campaign ever uh, what did you want from me strength saving a strength saving throw sorry oh, yeah goody i was reading the word fire because i had fires thingy <laughs> open also oh, fire minus one okay. you say my rolls are bad you fired a <laughs> better arrow two. you fired a better arrow than you've ever fired in your entire life thanks to me you're welcome minus one on your strength save um the poltergeist screams at you you hear the scream no one else does you hear it in your mind um, as you are lifted off your your feet and you are hurled 30 feet backwards which is also off this tiny little edge so you're going to end up there if you want to put your token uh hang on i'll move you you are launched back to um yep there and um Let's see. Uh, you take 1d6 damage per 10 feet move. Um, so I'll let you roll it for me if you want. Roll me 3d6. Eleven. You are throwing... Like, everybody sees um, Fix just lifted off of their feet and hurled backwards. It is... There's no sense of wind or magic casting or anything. You just see this poltergeist kind of flame up in its kind of ghostly way. 
scream towards Fix and Fix is just suddenly airborne, turning over and over again before you hit the ground, um, rolling over. You will be prone at this point as well um, as you uh, come to a stop. Take 11 uh, bludgeoning damage, I presume, and the word that you hear as, as this um, poltergeist of calm and screams at you is sorry and that brings us to you will sure i am going to i'm just going to attempt to hit it again with a normal attack okay That is a natural 25. That is a natural 20, and that... I've lasted five episodes without doing it, but it is time for the Divine Smite. <laughs> okay. We are going to smite some evil. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's a first level Divine Smite, which will be... Let's see. I need all the hits you have. Um... So it is nine plus two from the sword hits, and then it is twenty-four radiant on top of eleven slashing, so thirty-six damage total. Um, describe to me exactly how this looks. You're also banishing this spirit. Yeah, Will turns around and first time I tried to hit it, it it sank into the wall. But as soon as it comes out and it does that to fix, like, Will's already got the glowing sunlight eyes and then his sword starts doing the same thing and he just looks at the thing and says, Go back to hell. Gladio Divinis. And it erupts into light as he just scatters the thing against the wall. It looks... Since the thing's a ghost, it probably looks more like... mist being dispersed than gore being spread everywhere. Yeah. The um, poltergeist of um, Carmen is, is dispersed. There is absolutely no remnant of this... whatever this last piece of her spirit was... Um, as it's removed again even as it's being smited um or smoked by will um this ghost is obsessed with fix fixated on fix um there is one brief moment fix where you see a relaxed look for the first time since this furious version of carmen had appeared and then they're gone I am... I'm going to use another usage of my Divine Sense. Mm -hmm. And then just look back at Fix again to kind of... The reason I didn't attack her right away is because I thought... Perhaps this other thing is able to tamper with my Divine Sense. And I was like creating a, a false positive, so to speak. 
but I, I'm going to use it again because I get like three of them. And yeah. I'm going to just look at Fixed again and see if I'm still getting like mega evil <laughs> vibes coming off of her or not. I'll be slowly picking myself up off the floor. Very slowly. Um, You cast this sort of spell again and you absolutely get the sense again that there is this creature is pure evil um it's this is not something that you are even probably able to understand yourself very well will um but the sensation that you get back is of the most evil possible evil um that you can imagine it, it, it's overwhelming um you also get a, a an understanding that this thing in front of you that has that has presented itself as fix is a a fiend or a, a demon of some sort a um a thing of of stories and gods and and angels and demons and devils and fiends are all um, story-based things, things that creep out of the mist um, that you might get told as a, as a child. Um, there are definitely horrible monsters and stuff out there, but there's not really anything like fiends and demons and stuff. Until now, you're pretty convinced that whatever, whatever Fix is, is absolutely a demon. Absolutely a demon or evil or both? Both. Because. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm actually holding up my. My shield arm to the other two and kind of gesturing for them to stay back. Yeah, Merlin's still in the box, just kind of peeping amongst the clothes he's hiding in. Do you see something? I've not said anything yet. I'm kind of waiting to see what she's going to do when she stands up, but Fix, you are getting the you are getting the you are actual Satan stare at the moment. Is there something that we don't see that you are seeing? She's worse than whatever that thing was. I can see it all over her. Who? Me. Yes, yes. Well, that is not nice. This isn't a matter of nice. What do you, you mean? You want to fight her? You w- Wait, you want to fight her now? I never wanted to fight anybody. I got thrown into this head first. What's happening? Now I'll be standing, looking... Uh, to be honest, fucking broken. Like, defeated. Just... I'm barely able to stand straight, staring back at you. When Fire asks what's happening, I'll kind of look back over my shoulder at her, and she can see the light kind of dimming now as the divine Mm -hmm. sense is kind of starting to wear off, and I'll just tell her... I can't explain to you what I feel here any more than I can explain to a deaf person what sound is. Or explaining color to the blind. She's evil. And I can I'm see not evil. off her. 
Yes, you are. I am not evil. What, what are you? How do you see this? I wish I knew. I just, I put my hand on his arm and just slowly try to lower it down. I won't budge. I, I just done. I had to kill a shade of my own sister. I think then Merlin would crawl out of the box and slowly, on all fours, start um, making his way over to, to to fix. Don't come near me. I've. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to move up with Merlin and kind of put a hand on his shoulder and pull him back. Don't. There's more to this than it looks. But it's just Fix. It's not just Fix. There's an evil stained all over her that's darker than anything in this cave. I'll walk up and put myself between the two of them. It, it isn't me then what is it someone else inside you something possessing you i don't know i don't know i haven't known for 20 years what it is nobody knows i think we should sit Marlin nods in agreement and just sits. I just gesture to the chairs and then shake my head. Okay? And I just sit down on the ground. No? I'm just, uh, my eyes are locked on Will. Just waiting to see what he does. We're getting the same treatment back. Just tensed up, kind of like expecting you to make a move and try to murder me the second I look away. Surely if I wanted to kill you, I'd have done it long before now. I wouldn't be here in this cave. I didn't want to be in here. You wanted to be in here. I came here for you. I didn't know that was there. I didn't know she was there. Shoulders will finally relax just a tiny bit. reason I turned my sword on the ghost instead of you. People's eyes can be fooled by illusions. People's ears can be fooled by fake sounds. You two know that better than anyone. 
I can't be so arrogant as to think my own senses can't be fooled either. I don't think you're mistaken. But it isn't me. At least it's not. The part of me that controls me. I have too much to process right now to go through explaining all of what happened to me, but... I couldn't always see in the dark. But I can now. I couldn't always see evil creatures around me, but I can now. And it's a sense just as real as my eyes and ears and my nose and everything else. I can feel it. And there's something in you or on you or around you. And it's worse than any of these guys were. And worse than anything I've ever fought. The rest of you might not be able to see it or feel it, but I can. That's right there, plain as day. And it's scarier to me than any of these guys or Orias. Why? Why? I mean, I did. I. I saw them explode heads with ice, so I get it. It's scarier than I, that thing? Again. Explaining color to the blind. I can't even put it into words. This... Imagine you were locked in a room with a 50-foot tall demon, but only you could see it. Hmm. It's her. Or something in her. You want to know what Arias does? He does this. He did this 20 years ago. And yet he still finds ways. Use us. You think I chose this? I think I chose to live with this sword of Damocles over my head. No one would choose this, and if they did, they would be a madman. I didn't want None this. of us chose. I've been searching for answers for my entire life. Nobody can help. Nobody knows. How am I supposed to describe to them what's happening? I share my soul with something that is so horrifyingly malevolent that I don't even want to think about it. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to get rid of it. I believe you. Seems to me like you met the right guy. Just point out well. I believe you even if my eyes tell me otherwise. I believe you too. And Merlin would then 
get as close as he could, can, to fix, and would give her a, a potion, a health potion. He would take her hand with both of his and look up at her. You're not alone in this now. I, I appreciate it, but I've never been alone. I thought we were safe. I'll walk over to the chest um, and open it again. And just stare for a minute. And then I'll take the necklace out of her hands that she was holding. Mm. Um, as you take the necklace the ache fades um, and as you lift this from the body of Carmen a piece of you is taken just a small piece um, a grain, an atom uh, whatever piece of Carmen remains is taken as well a, a memory um, another small piece, and lastly, a piece of the demon bound to her is taken, and these three things combine and are imbued into this necklace. Just a moment passes as you feel this strange sensation, and then a flame appears to grow around this necklace in your hand, and this everybody can see. It flashes for a moment and a creature is born. A thing flies up, appearing like a very small kind of tiny fire sprite. Or maybe a golem made of flesh and fire, depending on how you're looking at this thing. Very small round face, flaming eyes. It has these kind of wooden flaming wings that take the same kind of look and shape of the necklace in a way. Um, these these legs that come out from the bottom of it and a tail. Two hands float either side of it. It pops and turns to ash and it floats moving around quickly. Um, a kind of grey ashy swirl moving around fix up and down before flying around the cavern very sporadically again moving back towards where you are fix. There is another ignition and the creature returns to its flaming form. While it doesn't speak, you understand it, the one, the way that one might understand um, uh, their own thoughts, but a moment after having the thought. So this creature is bound to the necklace, but it's a part of you too now. Um, it looks something like this and it's able to take two different forms fire and ash in its fiery form it's a lot more present and obvious to you um, in its kind of ashy form um, it's practically incorporeal basically a ghost a thing that can follow you around quietly um, it does cast fire and therefore a glow around it there is a very small kind of fire sprite that will act as your familiar from now on. And everybody sees this thing appear 
in front of things. Hmm. Friend of yours? I I guess I guess so. You know you're not helping the the, the whole demon had, thing. He was screaming about just a moment I had ago. Just st just stood down and she summons a demon in front of me. Listen. I think that we could all maybe use a nap or a, a meal or let's I know that you just said she's a demon and then this and then a demon showed so just don't kill her don't don't let's not right at least can we agree right now at least to not I need to eat and sleep I am literally just looking at the thing and then just closing my eyes and What have I, I done? I think at this point, I just, I just be laughing. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> We've done it. <laughs> we got through our first tiff as friends, right, everyone? I, right? I think I think Merlin would look up at fire and whisper, "I I sure hope we don't end up like Guffed uh, fixing Will, though, right? You you and me were were as thick as thieves." Two peas in a pod. Yep, never. Yeah, no. Unless you're evil. Gonna... Unless you're evil. Is Merlin evil? I'm gonna walk Am I right evil? up to I'm gonna walk right up to Fix. About as close as I can get without saying that it would be an intrusion of one's personal bubble. Like like here's personal bubble space. Here's me like pushing the line about as close as I can get to that. And I'm gonna use my last like battery charge, so to speak, of divine sense one last time. And do the do the do the radiant eyes thing kind of just right at her. And then fix. I'm not even looking at you at this point. I'm looking Kind of like up and around you like there's an invisible shape all around you and just kind of at one point actually reach out and put my hand through the empty space next to you flinch a bit i'm flinching too <laughs> and then quickly just double check marlin and fire real quick make sure they're not evil they, they were good and then appear to be evil or demonic or undead or anything like that even the creature that's <laughs> flying around now um you that's get, the other thing you get uh you don't actually get a sense of evil from it um but you do get a sense that it is uh demonic in in part um not as as strong as the sensation you get coming off a of fix um but this thing is um, maybe part demon, part elemental, something like that. Right. Now, Fix, you would you would see me just kind of look at the look at your little pet, but only very briefly, and then just go right back to looking around you, and then for what I'm able to discern, 
can I tell if this thing is like around her, inside her? Can I gauge any of this? Or is it just kind of all encompassing? Hmm. I don't think you can. I don't think it's that strong. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's able to give you a specific like that, but it it doesn't right. feel like it's around her. Um, it doesn't feel like it's a, a, a thing that is um, following her or anything like that. It feels like it is a part of, of fixed. Okay. It is fixed as far as you can tell. I think. Right. I trust you. And the lights turn off. That's all there is to it. And I'll walk away. Let's scavenge what we can from this cave and make ourselves scarce before the rest of these guys come back. I don't think we're really in much condition to... Oh, way ahead of you. And uh, Merlin's yeah. already pulling out everything. He, he, he scrounged up the, the salted meat and he, he just displays them. And he's, uh, he's looking up to, to Will like he's so proud of what he's just accomplished. Work, little guy. This will come in handy. I'll just give so. Will a little nod. And just keep grabbing stuff. I was sort of wandering from box to box, but I'm mostly preoccupied with this thing zooming around me, I guess, at this point. Yeah. And it sticks with you. And for reference for the future, this thing is always nearby. Um, you can just assume that it's always following you in one form or another. You can also command it to take different forms. Hmm. Interesting. We've made a new friend, I see. Well, if it makes you feel any better, it's not half as dangerous as you are. <laughs> and that's Will's first laugh since you've met. I, I look as if I would, uh, like I'm about to just kind of like pat you on the shoulder, but I'm like, think better of it. You picked Shall a fun group, Merlin. I, I mean, well, you you had a say in this too, Fire. Mm, for a bodyguard, you managed to find possibly the most dangerous people to be hanging out with. Whoops. Correct me if I'm wrong, but a bodyguard is generally hired to keep one out of danger, are they not, Merlin? You seem to have the opposite idea here. Uh, 
well, you know, things don't always go according to plan. Well, um, but you know, here we are. Could be worse, right? Hmm. I've kind of given up on trying to talk Merlin out of things at this point. I'm sure you guys could tell. Hmm. Strong-willed. Strong-willed, Merlin. That's the word, the descriptor we'll use, right? Not stubborn? I like that. Mm. Strong-willed. Shall we leave? I think we're done here. I glance Mm. again at the crate with Carmen in. Do you... I don't want to leave her here, but... We'll make time. She deserves a proper burial. And she she deserves a better resting place, I agree. And on a more practical standpoint, we really do not want to leave her alone with the guy that we know does that. I'll walk and try and try and lift it up. Now I'm feeling hundred percent. I'll I'll offer to carry the box. Yeah. And the two of you are taking this out all the way yep. out of the cavern. Yep. Merlin and Fire are following. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I actually, imagine I'd go ahead. I'd go in front to try and make <clears> sure <throat> they don't if they're carrying a box, I don't want them to trip over something or run into a giant spider on accident. Yeah, the two of them approach Before... this, this box. They're about to lift it. You can tell for sure that both of you will be able to carry it with relative ease. We're strong enough. Before we get too far into that, I do want to also search the cave for anything that Merlin may have potentially missed now that we are not as preoccupied. Yeah. I'll, uh, I want to take a look around and see if we missed anything. While you guys are like gathering things and preparing to leave um you probably realize i'm pretty sure he got everything yeah um yeah really everything of worth here um you have um he managed to get most of it um everything else is just clothing um varying clothing for varying different shapes and sizes um a few more things like arrows and um weapons of which you've got plenty and you're about to try and take this uh this chest um but basically the things of worth you have um with the potions and the gold and the whiskey and the um scrolls Um I am going to go out of my way to double check because I distinctly recall one of these bandits saying uh, let me borrow your sword you've got the nice one oh and, yeah and no, no, no sword wielding character hears that without going back to check so I'm specifically going to go find that guy near the entrance of the room yeah roll me a d20 and, uh, yeah I want to look for look for this particularly nice armament that this guy mentioned. A three. A three. You, um, 
you look about trying to find each of these um, swords. When you go through them, you realize that the sword that he was talking about is is you're maybe expecting a, a nice looking thing, something stolen from a noble with a, a, a nice pommel or uh, wrapped freshly with new leathers or something. Um, most of them, they all look like they're made from different workmen. They probably come from different places all over the, the realm, but um, when you eventually weigh it all up, the, the sword that you're looking at that is probably the best quality and most likely the one that they're referencing um, is a decent looking sword, but is, is no more special than, an, than an, your average long sword. It's kind of like fast for a dwarf means it's not really fast. This is nice for a bandit, but that doesn't mean it's really actually that nice. Yeah, it's it's probably okay. of better quality than some of the other ones here. Less chipped, um, maybe freshly taken to a whetstone. But yeah, and in terms yeah, of actual just... active quality, it's really not that special at all. Yeah, I'll just ignore it and um, help her carry the box out of the cave then. Okay. Um, each of you begin to bring this box uh, presumably all the way out you're going all the way out of this cave system which you can maneuver now safely and freely if you want to do that yeah I'll uh, let her choose the spot but uh, go outside and just find a place to properly bury this body all right, you guys start moving out of this cave. First, you have to walk walk under the uh, the area where there's water. Bring this box with you. The four of you working together to navigate through this cave system. You get to the area where you have to lift it up and begin to head outside. And that's probably a good place for us to go to a break um, today. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Take a, take a quick Holy breath. Moly. Um, we're going to have a quick break as you guys uh, and your characters exit the um, the cave here. You um, you are all level three. Everyone, take a deep breath. We're going to go and uh, and have a ten minute break. When we return, um, we'll see what they do in the second half here. The um, announcement for the second giveaway is today as well. So we're giving away a copy of Candlekeep Mysteries. I'm looking at it right now and I want it, but it's not mine. Um, uh, and that will be coming up at the very end of the session. So if you want to stick around, if you entered into that, um, then uh, that will be announced today. There is still technically time for you to enter. If you want to enter right now, follow the link in the chat. Those of you that are watching live and if you're in the future, Suck it. You get nothing. Um, we'll be back after a, a short break. Thanks very much for watching, and we'll see you in five, ten minutes. Welcome back, everybody, to Mistlight, the 
second half of the episode. So each of you um, exit the, uh, the cave system. It takes a little while. You have to kind of maneuver through this cave system. Um, and you're also bringing this kind of cumbersome um, uh, coffin with you, essentially. Um, and... Uh, but you're not met with anything. Even as you kind of creep past the creepy spider cavern, there, there isn't anything going on. There's nothing that sets it off. You guys return back around to the... Um, I presume you take the route out the way you came in um, with Fix and Will carrying the box, um, Merlin fire heading out. You'd set up some like traps on on one part of it, and I assume you just kind of bypass those unless you want to pick those up now i don't know what your plan is there i was planning on going back in and collecting them again since they were fairly close to the entrance after we bury the body yeah okay then um you guys start heading um back outside then um you notice that it started raining again um as you come back out what um you know what i think actually everybody roll me perception checks Probably gonna be easier to just roll with these. 12, 11, 20, natural one. Merlin, oh. where are you in the marching order here? Probably being oblivious. Are you first or last? Last. Okay. Very lucky then. You guys start heading outside again. Um, and again, the rain is coming down and it's torrential you realize now as you get closer and closer to the cavern entrance that it is um raining even heavier than it had been previously um it's really chucking it down um you also begin to see many many people at the cavern entrance um you see as you i guess you would have to be about 60 feet away before your um dark vision really kicks in um and each of you begin to slow down as you realize that there are lots of people shuffling around at the entrance of the cave here. Merlin continues walking forward obliviously. As you guys slow down, he keeps walking ahead. Fire, I give you Stop. one chance to do so. Okay, yeah, <laughs> one of you grabs mm -hmm. him. Suddenly, Merlin, you're dragged backwards. Um, yo, yo, and you what? also notice at the end of the um, cavern here, again, it's kind of a straight shot, right? About 100 feet or so i think i said um uh before you see the actual exit rain pouring down over the top of uh from the top of the cavern and beyond it lots of figures moving around um there is a uh single voice that shouts down the um down the cavern entrance towards you and says stop where you are. Those are undead. They are attracted to movement. Smell. Sound. For now they will not attack you. Make any move towards me. And I shall turn them on you. Um, Fix, you recognize the voice. As Orias. But younger. Younger. 
He shouts. Come forward. Slowly. Is that your guy? He sounds different. But it... Yeah. Yeah. He's got a lot, a lot, a lot of backup with him. There's no other way out. There might be. That other rot with the spiders. It's up to you, but make a choice. Now we know that's an exit. Is it an exit? We don't. Can we get out that way? It's a risk. I assume there's like how many can we see? Like, uh, give me oh. another perception check, fix, but give me with advantage if all of you are kind of trying to peer and work out oh. how many people are standing around out there or yes. how many. Oh, yes, natural 20. <laughs> natural 21. Uh, you see lots of figures shuffling around um, in the entrance way. Um, as you kind of peer forward and each of you maybe take a step forward just to kind of see if you can work out what's going on out there, you can see that there is um, about 15 or so shambling, shuffling figures standing around mostly, kind of aimlessly. Um, you can see another figure. Um, you see a tiefling man standing about beyond them, I guess, a little further. Um, you're looking at quite a few undead creatures. Fifteen you can make out from here. The undead that attacked you on the road up into Kull, they were slow, they were. They were half buried, not out of the ground yet, so they couldn't chase me very fast. <laughs> I don't know how fast they move once they're free of their earth. We could run and lose them in the rain. True. Planning to run into the cave. We haven't decided. Just a moment. I can assure you, you will not make it far. I chose that cave for a reason. Step forward, soldiers. up to you. I... Oh. It's not just up to me. Do you... Do you think we can run? You can't... Well, I have... I have no clue. You can try talking to him. If he does anything, I won't leave here without you. Um, Just don't get too close. There's too many of them. I will carefully put down the box and take a couple of steps forward. Um, yeah, you start moving forward a little bit and you, you see this tiefling man come into uh, your view. There is a couple of strikes of lightning 
um, across the sky and in the distance behind him and you recognize him as Arias, um, younger than you remember him, um, but it's most certainly the same man. His horns kind of curve back over this shaved head that he has. His fingers are long with these long black nails curled around a, a spell book that he's clutching to his chest. In his other hand, he's holding a staff that you also recognize, kind of metallic. It's in the shape of a runic symbol of, of death that splits into two pieces, almost like horns themselves. He's got a cloak on that's billowing out behind him in the wind. In front of him, there are these shambling undead. Some of them are skeletons, a little more than skeletons in rags and clothing. Some of them zombies. Several of them you recognize as the bandits that you left defeated out here not so long ago. Um... Arias speaks out as he sees one of you approach. Um, you see him kind of lean forward to try and see uh, through the uh, the murk and the darkness as you were probably doing as, as he says. Curious. I was expecting resistance. But you are not one of the king's men, are you? No. What do you want? Wait. Tiefling, are you one of mine? I was never one of yours. <laughs> I should have known. Two of you in such short succession. Well then, uh, I shall offer you the same choice as the other. Join me tonight. Something has changed uh, within the mist. Child, tell me, are you able to commune with your demon? I don't know what you're talking about. I shall take that as a no. <laughs> Freely walk past the undead. Leave your companions behind. We have places to go. I turn back to the cave. And I would down the health pot. Actually, I would have downed it as we walked as I walked up the cave. Um, yep. You can roll up your uh, dice. It'll be 2d4 plus 2. <coughs> Five plus two. Five HP. Um, I'll look back in the cave and just say, run. And then I would create a illusion behind me of people running to try and give cover to everybody. Okay. Um, you begin to cast this spell. What do you do when you cast spells? Uh, in this case, uh, it would just be my hand just moving, like fingers moving. Nothing Quite happens. Subtle. Behind you, Arias hits his staff into the ground and says... Come now! No spell casting. 
as soon as Fix said run, it's not exactly running, but I'm going back into the cave and but I'm not going in without the box. I'm actually just dragging it by myself back through that little choke point that we had created earlier. I would help. I'd help lift it and carry it back in. And motion to Merlin to follow. And I would do so. And I'm going to keep dragging it until we're in the cave, kind of out of out of view. Like where neither Fix nor Orias can see what I'm doing. And then I'm gonna bonus action thunderous smite on the on my sword and hold it in concentration before I walk back out and say and then when I walk back out first I'll stop and listen to see if they've they've started conversing again he shouts at you fix while they move further into the cave your spell being taken from you as you go to cast it um he says you shall have to take my word for it. Everything I've been building towards. You. The other failures. It was building to this. This is a... A metamorphosis. We are about to undertake. Come. Join me. Leave these... Comrades of yours behind. Unless... Are they mine too? I will never join you. Very well. Fix. Come with me. I glance back and glance back at the... the hordes of undead and... Come on. Trust me. Seeing that my magic didn't work, uh... Yeah, I will run with Well, As you start running, what? he shouts into the cave. Child, if you are strong, you and I will meet again. You go running in. I hope we do. As soon as, uh, as soon as she's in, I'm gonna back up to that area where we had spread, like, the caltrops and the, um... The caltrops and the, like, the, the hunting trap and all that stuff, where the cave is only, like, ten feet wide. And as soon as we get to that narrowest little entrance of the cave, I'll look back at, uh... Arias and just tell him... No one in here is yours, Arias. And then... I'm going to slam my sword with the thunderous smite into the wall of the cave at the choke point. All right. Roll me the damage that that does. That is... Seeing we'll do this. I assume I would infer what's happening. Would I be able to try and Eldritch Blast as well to try and... Yes, and you certainly can. Give me the damage for that as well. Uh, 
It comes out to 11 damage plus, oh, let's see, it's, what is it, 4, 7 slashing and 4 thunder damage, and it has the, uh, the accompanying sound effect. Boom. See you later. Yes. This, uh, spell goes off. You see Will hit the side of this cave. Beyond, you see Arias unflinchingly um, watch as this happens. An Eldritch Blast is fired out as well, and the front of the cave crumbles, cracks, breaks, and then caves in. You guys have to run back a little bit as it breaks the entrance down, and um, huge Oof. pieces of rock and boulder fall down and completely cover the entrance of the cave. And you guys are now trapped inside this cave system once again. I'm sorry. Mm. What do you think he meant when he said he chose this system for a reason? Because what I thought was that maybe there was no other exit. And... See... <clears throat> At first, I thought the same. When he said he chose it for a reason, it might mean that this is the only entrance and is easily monitored, but I suspect a different reason now. Mm -hmm. When we were deeper in the cave, there was a hundred branching paths. There's no way that this cave only has one entrance with that many branching paths. So I instead suspect that he means he chose the cave because it's other occupants would kill interlopers like us. I, think I don't he, think we're alone down here. I think he just left. Well, if he's gonna follow us in here, it's gonna take him a little while to get through that. Let's point at the pile of rubble behind us. There's a horde of willing servants to do it for him. Mm. We should go back quickly. Fire, I can't Maybe help set but some notice. Traps? Traps? Fire, sorry, I couldn't help but uh, take notice, but are, are you, uh, are you saying that Will tra trapped us in here? Are, are you? Nope. I'm saying watch out for the spiders, right, guys? There could be spiders. Right. Mm -hmm. Trapped is a strong word. Maybe we just stop saying the word, you know? It is strong. Yeah, I prefer coerced to explore deeper. Mm, well, inspired, almost. Okay, well. And the alternative was fighting our way through an army of undeads outside. I'll take my chances with the spiders. I am inspired, Merlin, to explore the cave system deeper. Oh. I, I think we should set traps at the entrance just in case they do break through. Okay. I assume the traps from the previous thing were still there. Yeah. So I'm gonna run straight down and Start trying to drag them up. Mm -hmm. I was planning on collecting 
the Caltrops and the Hunter's Trap and such. But also, I'm fairly certain I just caved a roof in on top of them. Um, no, they, they, chose... you caved in the, the front of the entrance. They're like 100 foot back. The, well, so I chose the narrowest point to put the, the traps down. And I again chose the narrowest point oh, to you cave it that in. Part. Right. Yes. So in it was literally case... right on top of all the traps and gear. Is the, 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 because yep. that's in the narrow case, spot. That's exactly is... where I did it. Yeah, you caved in that entire 100 foot thing, and so oh. no, there is no traps at all. Correct. They're all gone. Well, if that's caved off there, then there's probably no need to trap it because it will take a very long time to get through. Half that. of a bear trap poking out underneath the boulder, and it's all bent up and broken. Mm. That was my favorite bear trap. Mm. I'll buy you a new one. Won't be the same. I will gesture to the box, which I specifically pulled back here before caving it in, and say to fix. It's not exactly a fitting burial ground down here, but I'm afraid it's going to have to do. She would understand. Even down here, I'm sure we can find a spot deep enough to make sure that he can't defile her. Can he do that? Can he bring her back? Those guys standing outside. See the colors they were wearing? They were just common bandits, surely. Those were the guys we killed on the way in. Was, uh, did I see Cotton? Like, would he have been one of the people? Yeah. Oh. Those are the same men we killed on our way in here. Bringing back the recently deceased is clearly within his power, and I see no reason why she would be immune to it. So, yes, if we don't he hide said, her thoroughly... He said you could still be useful to me in death, and then locked her in the crate. Um, he was, it doesn't matter. We should go. I'm not going to pretend to understand any of the nonsense that he's up to, but we know he was returning, and we know he can put people back on their feet, minus their souls. And that's not a fate we should wish on anybody, let alone your family. I'll begin dragging the chest or carrying it, whatever I can do. Look, I assume... Well, we can go back to the the large clearing and perhaps rest for a bit. Yeah, you can you can head back the way you came, back down towards where the cave really splits off into a multitude. There are like fifteen different options. Um, some of them you would have to crawl into. Some of them you would have to sort of slide sideways into. Some of them you could walk down freely. Um, but only a couple of them you'd be able to take the actual um, chest with you. However, you head back to the area that the bandits had acquired for themselves um, with the campfires and um, bedding and everything. Um, they remain dead on the ground. Um, and, uh, yeah, it seems to be un unchanged in here. Let's find um, a spot where the earth is soft enough to bury her. 
Mm, we need to make it I... deep so they can't find her. Could I have a moment of your time? Me? Mm-hmm. Just quickly. Sure. I'll start looking around for a soft patch of earth. Yeah, give me a survival check. Nine. Incredibly difficult to find. Um, however, there is an area towards the entrance way as you come up and kind of turn into the room um, that you think is just about large enough if you were able to excavate some of the rock at first. The ground underneath seems to be sort of soft earth and you'd probably be able to dig a hole deep enough to act as a grave um, under the assumption that it doesn't kind of cave into a, you know, another water source because this place is kind of damp. Mm. I'll, uh, I'll improvise the tool of whatever I can find and just start to clear some of the earth. Yeah, there's plenty of stuff that you can use on all the bodies and things like that. There are also some basic tools for hunting and things that would make it easier so you begin digging. I think Merlin would be looking about, keeping watch in case, uh, you know, there's spiders nearby. Maybe you could clean some of our gesture to the bandits, decapitated heads. Maybe just make it more comfortable, I don't know. I guess then you would find Merlin trying to push uh, some bodies over to the side making some room so it looks more cozy and then throws some dirt on top of them yeah I did what I could well what is it I hate to be the one to say it but do we know could he just dig her up Probably, yeah, but he would have to know where she's buried, exactly. Unless he can magically sense bodies under the earth, which, for all we know, he can. I wouldn't doubt it. To be clear, I don't know if this is actually going to keep this girl out of his clutches or not, but this is more for Fix's peace of mind than anything. Okay, I had a horrible suggestion, but I won't make it, if that's the goal. Burn her. I was going to say feed her to the spiders, but peace of mind is the goal, and I don't think that that's helpful in that regard, but I figured easy way to get rid of the body so it can't be brought back. Well, aside from how grim that is, I can appreciate the practicality of it, but we don't actually know that the spiders would eat her, for starters, and also Fix would probably kill us both. It's a fair point. Also, I would... Maybe we do suggest burning the body. Because if we bury her in here... I don't don't know what that guy's capable of. Wizards are not exactly my uh, my specialty. I, I... I hit things with a sword until they die. But... We should have 
Listen, maybe if, Merlin suggests the burning. Maybe. But here's the thing. If, if little old me can see in the dark and I can see evil spirits in the air, who knows what this guy can see? Mm. Probably got more tricks up his sleeve than I do. So even if we do bury her pretty deep, he might still be able to see it or smell it or whatever he does. Yeah, I was thinking seeing your family member in this state is horrific, obviously, traumatic, not good. But I think maybe having to fight their undead reanimated corpse I'm, might I am I am well ahead of you in this line of thinking and this is mm-hmm. why I don't want him finding this body because he will bring her back and then he will mm-hmm. make fix fight her and we don't want to put her through that mm-hmm. we should so, burn her yeah 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 well can I be we... quiet or can I hear this at all I'm being I'm trying to be so quiet I imagine that we they f- are we are far enough away to not. We are not only moved far away and speaking quietly. We are making sure Fix doesn't come with yeah. me. Shot during this con- yeah. Like, yeah. where is she? She's over there. Okay. Um. We should burn her. We should, at and, the very uh, least, suggest it. Right. I have no idea what tiefling culture is like when it comes to burying or burning bodies. Maybe funeral pyres are normal for them. We just have to Could ask. Could be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you want to ask? Or, well, you did, mm, you kind of had a rough go of it today, but it seemed like you got back got back on track, so... Yeah. Let's say that Okay. Again. Yep, good good idea. I'll just pat you on the shoulder and start walking back. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Screw I think, you, I think, I think you guys would I think you guys would um, come back to Merlin just blab uh, blabbering away over to Fix about how uh, he admires that she's got a uh, familiar and uh, he uh, starts to share a little story. Uh, so it, it's it's quite extraordinary. You've got yourself a uh, familiar there. Don't, don't don't get attached, okay? Don't don't go naming it or anything. Uh, I, I I once had a pet Newt that I named Newt Newt. Uh, we we used to you know sleep sleep together. He had his own little little bed right beside me. I uh, slept with your Newt. I hate Newt um, Newt. Well, I, 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 uh, Are we telling the Newt Newt story? Yes, I... Okay, look, I think okay, Will it has was, a... It was my first pet, and... Will uh, had a newt. Will had a newt, a pet newt, right? But but did yes. you accidentally squish it? Yeah, mm. It was the worst thing ever, yes. I, I crushed what his tiny that? little body. Yeah. Yep. It, it, it was an accident. Are you I, Okay. I, I do hate to interrupt this deeply philosophical exchange, but, um, Fix, did you find soft earth that we could actually bury a body in? I sort of gesture loosely at what I've been doing. I found something. I, uh, nothing. 
I feel that it might be better that we not risk him noticing that it's been dug up. What are you suggesting? I look at the campfire. You want me to burn her? She's already been burned. I have no idea what your people's burial rites are like. But I do believe that we should take every precaution to make sure he can't ever get his hands on her again. I mean, common sense. This is a closed cave. We'll just end up choking ourselves out. We will just die to smoke inhalation rather than a horde of undead zombies that are outside the front door. We're not going to die of smoke inhalation in here. Look at the size of this place and all these pathways. There was a... I thought there was some other option you mentioned. I can't remember it. No. Okay. Yep. If he wanted to bring her back, surely... He would have already done that. Or he was in the process. It's up to you. If you'd rather bury her, then I'll assist. I'm just staying. I, I, I don't know. He already... I, I gesture at the thing that's like probably just hanging around next to me now. Whatever this is. Whatever I saw when I opened that chest. Whatever was inside her that made her what he was looking for is gone. Long gone. up to you as you wish i just don't want to see this used against you in the most horrific way possible i already had to contend with the poltergeist of my dead sister can it get any worse yes now let's not can. ask that question out loud probably i i want to bury her but if you think that another course of action is sensible, then I will leave it up to the group vote. Mm. You said you want on. to bury her, and that's it. That's the end of the vote. You win. Yeah, you win the vote. It's not about me. It's about the safety. Well, of... too bad. I'm digging the hole already, so I vote. We're not going to take a vote on what to do with your family. It's practical. It's all your lives on the line as well, not just my sanity, and that went out the window long ago. You're right, it is practical, but it's still your decision. Merlin is on all fours, digging already in this hole like a little dog, and if you tell Merlin that we don't get to dig a hole now... <sighs> Look, in, in... What'd you say, self-dig? In human cultures, burning the dead is not uncommon. I just don't know if that's a huge disgrace to you or something. But if that is something you'd be willing to consider, you should consider it here. Hmm. Ironic, considering many of us are, in fact, resistant to fire. I don't think burning is something we do often. I gotta tell you about Vasherin sometime. Sorry. Old war stories. 
How was... deep do you want the hole? Deep? As... as deep as you can go. Ooh, and I was pitch in and start helping. Very well. I'll help dig. Mm-hmm. Um, you dig the grave. Um, you find that the the ground is absolutely able to accommodate um, a body of this size, and you can get it down to six, seven feet deep, so that um, it's deep enough into the ground that it won't be disturbed by any creatures or anything like that. Um, you guys go ahead and bury it all the way, and then refill. It's going to take a little while, but you can do that too. Assuming Fix doesn't change her mind, then yeah, we'll just go through with burial. Yeah. Um, then I think it takes a little while, especially with the rudimentary tools that you're using, but you're able to do this. Um, you're able to bury Carmen's body here underneath this, um, this mountain, and by the end of it, you just have uh, an unmarked grave here. There's something Carmen used to say. A phrase of sorts. Eater meet it all, non talitor. Life is changed, not taken away. She believed it. I think what Merlin would do next is uh, grab maybe some pebbles and uh, make it in into uh, a shape on top of uh, Fix's uh, sister's grave. I will wait until Merlin's done and then I'll just rearrange them into the shape of a uh, flower. That looks, that looks much nicer. She liked hibiscus flowers. <sighs> Need to rest. Mm, maybe, mm. maybe we can find a way out of here. Sleep, sleep for now. I'll move over to the supplies I left and just start um, sort of sorting out some sleeping arrangements. Do we have any food? Did you find food, Marlon? Did you eat it all already? No, I actually have been holding back. It's It's been a struggle, mind you. It really has. Uh, I've got a few extra salted meat here. And I, Merlin then would hand out uh, salted meat to everybody. I appreciate your sacrifice. Thanks. With that, he also gives fire uh, the extra potion. potion the of potion healing. of healing. Okay. Yeah, health potion. Yeah. Thank you. Don't make me use it. I got this too. This one, I don't know what it is, and it's a it's another vial with some liquid in it. Okay. Would you, would you know what you, that is? Where did you get that from? Yeah, I, I, I found it uh, back back there. 
Mm. On the satchel. We don't drink that, right? Mysterious no, liquids? No, 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 no. no. Especially. Okay. Uh, I'll go over and, and pick it up and take a look at it. Roll me a d20. Nineteen. Okay. Um, it's a an unlabeled, presumably potion. It's in a vial that looks similar to the, like you would get um, from any alchemist. Um, it's corked. It looks very clear. Um, at first you would think it water um, but as you turn the vial you see that it's a little thicker um, it moves around a little slower in the vial really it looks just like it looks like water to you at first there's no real difference no colour to it no carbonation or anything like that Hmm. I'll keep hold of this. If you found it with his things. No, roll don't. me a perception oh, check. Oh, it's all yours. Wait, what? Roll me a perception check. Eighteen. Um, you can't remember what you did with that unlabeled potion. You lost <gasps> it. What? <laughs> You okay? Yeah, I think I need to sit down. Okay. What's wrong? I'll feel your forehead just out of habit. Mm. I, I, I think I'm just a little out of- maybe I'm just hungry, you know? We're tired. I think we're probably tired. Yeah, it's been a long day. I'll just glance at Will and just see if he pulled up. I'm I'm not paying attention. I am clearly unsatisfied with this burial, and I'm still standing over where the body was. Hmm. Well then. What, what, what just happened? I'm not quite sure. I, I, I can't quite fathom it. Describe it to me. It's almost like uh, something was taken from me. I, I mean, I took the file from you just now. Well, but... Hmm. He's just shaking his head and just... You handed it to them. Something amiss? No. no, no Is this no. normal? Does he always do this? Hmm. I'll just lean down and look in your eyes. You sure you're okay? 
he kind of looks as if he's transfixed. He, he can't, uh, he's just so out of it. He just, I think, even closes his eyes at that point. Okay. All right. I'm going to pick you up and just baby carry you to the nearest soft spot. Okay, it's past bedtime. That's what that means. So, we sleeping Great. here? Do we have to? As much as I dislike the idea of spending a night in this cavern, I equally do not like the idea of pushing further in while we're all exhausted. Mm. We don't know how long we'll be stuck down here either. And this nice. place... Here's the thing. These these guys, they made camp in this room for a reason. They mm. probably already scouted the cave at least a little bit and decided this was the safest spot. It's warm, it's comfortable, it has a fire. Okay. Do. I'll put the vial inside a pouch and... Try make myself comfortable. Yeah. Um, I am... I'm going to... The the place where Carmen is buried. I'm going to, like... Try and smooth out the dirt as best as possible to make it look like no burial was happened here. Like, just pat it down and smooth it over. In the event that someone else passes through, I want to make sure the ground looks as normal as possible. Uh, okay, give me a survival check. Here come my cursed dice. Mm. Would I be able to tell what he's doing? Definitely it, on a six. It's pretty pretty apparent <laughs> that I'm pretty apparent that I am disguising the. There's also uh, a flower in in stones on top of it, which doesn't. Yeah, I would uh, walk over and just also try to help. I guess maybe I'll look at Fix and see if they're looking at me. And if they're not, then I'll kind of kick the, the rocks out of the way to make them look more scattered and not as obviously a grave marker. I've been... I could see that Will has been unhappy with this, so I've just pointedly looked away at this point. Just Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. Do. Roll me a survival check with advantage to desecrate the grave. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me or her? Uh, either of you. One of you. There you go, 20. Yeah, you guys oh, work yeah. a little... I'm so together. good at this. And... It takes a little while, and um, eventually it goes uh, back to looking a little less like um, moved earth. It's still a little obvious because most of the cave is um, rock, uh, but with the water constantly running down the walls, um, the the color of the um, ground and the earth and the rock in this place is kind of shifting and changing all the time so the discoloration of the earth really lends itself to this and it it goes it's not it's not perfect but you get the sense that you can never make it too perfect um mm -hmm. it's about as good as you'll be able to do it's it's really unobvious unless you're looking right at it she deserved better than this yep well what can we do Argus deserved better than this. Mm. Lyra deserved better than this. Should I know these names? 
my teacher and my lady. Mm. Both met similar fates. Forgotten in the dirt. Not forgotten. I, uh... I'm not gonna let this happen anymore. Well, I'm here. So is Merlin. Good. I, uh... I need the three of you for just a moment. Your assistance. Mm. You don't have to do anything, but... I need you to just watch and listen. Okay. I need witnesses. An oath taken without witnesses is just another decision. Mm. You need all of us? I'll wait until the three of them are watching and then I'm gonna take my sword and drive it into the dirt next to where she's buried between the campfires. I'll wander over. I will swear my oath of vengeance. Ten years ago, I pledged an oath to my kingdom to become a shield of guardian. That by my life or death, I'd pay any price to defend its people. And I swore this oath before the witness of hundreds, as did all my brothers and sisters in arms that day. But today I pledge a new oath. And this oath I'd take before the witness of only three. I am a shield no longer. As of today, I'm the sword. There will be no mercy for the wicked. By my life or death, every person that took part in the slaughter will be brought to justice. Chief among them, Daryl, Mackin, Oral, Massimo, Orias. All of these and those who serve them will face justice by any means necessary. And if justice can't be obtained in an honorable fashion, then vengeance will suffice. And that is where we're going to end our session today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Level three. <laughs> the oath is taken. Um, artwork by Jack Black. Some of you who might oh, so cool. might have uh, might remember Jack from uh, doing some artwork for us on Dying Order. And um, hell of an episode. It's <laughs> odd. So 
so much happened. Jesus. So yeah. much happened. Um, we'll do a quick round of shout outs here and then uh, mm. we will uh, let everybody go and um, cool down. Um, we'll also uh, announce the winner of the giveaway. Um, but first, we'll just do a little round of shout outs. Mm. Round yourselves. Remember who you really are. Um, mm. Let's start with um, Brian today. Uh, hello. That's not my name, but you can call me that if you want to. I'm Brutal Bree. I'm Brutal Bree everywhere. Um, holy shit today. Uh, yeah, tomorrow I'll be talking about it at 6 Eastern on my little show that I do that's like the Miss Light After Dusk me screaming at the camera about theories for however long I feel like it. It's <laughs> <laughs> essentially what it is. And then... Um, other than that, I stream at 6 Eastern, and I've been streaming RimWorld, and it's been going surprisingly well, which means it will absolutely fall apart next time I play, so there goes that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, you can catch um, Miss Light After Dusk. You can, also, a couple of people keep asking me where they can watch that, because obviously they. this is um, a show that's on Bryce's channel, so you can go over there and watch it, and you highlight them on your channel as well. And I assume there's a playlist mm -hmm. of sorts over there. So if you want to catch yeah. up on them, they're kind of like after shows debriefs. It's a bunch of people screaming in the chat, mm -hmm. and then free screaming, and then sometimes going over some of the bits and pieces. So you can go and watch those retroactively as well. You don't have to see the live um, uh, show, but it's not on our YouTube channel or anything. So you have to go to twitch.tv forward slash Bree slash Bry and um, look for. The Mist Light After Dusk show. Um, again, that's live tomorrow uh, at, um, you say, 6 Eastern? You got it. You got it. 6. <sighs> My You'll brain get it gives one day. up after GMing, <laughs> yeah. even though I didn't really have to do a lot today. Which I was just a viewer for a lot of this. Um, it's still overwhelming, man. Yeah, my brain capsizes a lot. I have to move house next Friday. Um, mm -hmm. So next oh, week's going to be me sitting here freaking out, going, ah, so I really wish you had done this one next week so I could be, like, packing, <laughs> packing boxes and stuff. He's now just I've moving gotta... boxes in the background. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> at the at the rate we're going, Brad, if you need us to just talk for three hours, I yeah. like we could probably do yeah, that. I, 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 I was literally planning just, like, on starting the next room week. In and then yeah. Just, yeah. Um, next week I wanted to be like, okay, you two, start from the beginning. <laughs> oh, yes. Um, and then just to get yeah. a, the whole story. Yeah, there's there's so much. I yeah, I I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. Um, what about you, Disby? What are you doing for thirteen hours every day at the moment? And where can <laughs> people find you? Hi, hi, Disby Eric's. I played Merlin for you today. An incredible episode. Awesome RP from from Fix Fire, uh, Will. It, you, you guys are incredible, and I'm so honored to be a part of this. Uh, you, you can catch me here on Twitch and Twitter, same handle. I've been uh, I've been playing a lot of uh, GTA roleplay <laughs> over on my channel. <laughs> yep, I'm not going to hide that. Oh, wow. Yeah, thank you so much for the fun today, everyone. It was really good, yeah. Um, thanks. What about you, Leo? Uh, hello, I've been playing Fix. Um... I think next episode, I'm just going to make it an interrogation of Merlin. I, just want, I need to hear more from Merlin. Yeah, <laughs> Sick of hearing her. the sound of my own voice at this point. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me on uh, twitch.tv forward slash Leah. Um, I'm, what am I playing through now? Oh, uh, yeah. Nia Replicant. Uh, see, you know better than I do. Um, yeah, that's it. I, yeah. Hello. Thank you for watching. It's been a 
bloody awesome experience so far. Killed it. And then, uh, what about you, Will? Williton? <laughs> Hi, I am Jesse, aka Fairlight Excalibur on Twitch, and I'm playing Williton Ortis the Paladin for you guys today. And, uh, you can find me over at twitch.tv slash Fairlight underscore Excalibur, the longest and most overplayed username in, in the history of Twitch, which I should have shortened like eight years ago. But I'll just direct people to click the link instead of trying to spell it. I'm currently playing through... Actually, I don't know. I'm changing games every day. I'm looking for something new. So variety stuff on a daily basis, whatever looks entertaining. Also, side note... Felt good to finally smite something today. Yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Been waiting five sessions to smite stuff. Fucking good first smite as well. Um, it was so awesome. Good. Yeah, it was uh, it was good. Um, yeah, I'm so, a big boy paladin now. I got my oath. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yes, the warlock got a familiar, and the paladin got an oath, um, and the rogue got more arrows, and the wizard got more spells and food. Um, yeah. Yes, uh, you all out there watching can um, uh, go and check these guys out at their channels during the week and question them and watch what they're doing. Go and throw them some Twitch primes and things for the excellent work they're doing. They literally did more work than I did this week. Um, and I'm supposed to be running the show and I just sat back on my laurels and enjoyed watching you all roleplay. Um, and uh, if you want to get more stuff going on, you can head to the Discord where everybody is constantly talking um sharing uh theories as well as fan art i got some cool fan art here on the screen um from a couple of weeks ago jack lack on the right there is the person that drew the image of will taking an oath i flew into his dms in the middle of the week and was like draw this awesome thing for me please and he was <laughs> like yay and he did it um so it was amazing that's my background on my computer right now this art right here and then so uh, good. creature yeah, okay. of cinder drew the this was the fight with the three thugs um so cool uh, on the road as well which was really awesome um so uh yeah there's fan art there's um theory crafting and stuff on the discord there's a mislight channel that you can head into for um, notifications don't forget Bry's show tomorrow night as well miss light after dusk we tweet that if you want to follow us on twitter you'll see that there as well um and, and follow brad no i'm, I'm moving at house. his channel I'm not make doing sure anything. you check out brad i'm not doing nothing i'm moving house next week go yell at brad um winner yell we have don't a winner <laughs> we <laughs> have a winner of the um the uh competition to get the second candle keep mysteries book and i've forgotten i just don't want to say it wrong it was drum roll please bry congratulations to odin underscore 439 i think there's an underscore there i assume there is odin underscore 439 if that's you um whether you're in the chat or whether you're in uh the future watching uh on a vod then check your email, whichever email you signed up with, um, and we will give you all the deets to uh, redeem your book and extra special extra element that you get as well. So congrats to Chickadee and to Odin. You're the two winners. Um, thanks to Wizards of the Coast. They sent us those um, to give out, to give away. It's the Candlekeep Mysteries um, book. And I have been staring at it, but I promise I haven't opened it and read it. Um, I may have opened one of them up to a random page and drawn a little like childish penis on one. All right, I'm yeah. sorry. I might have done that. Maybe. 
It'll be a nice surprise for you when you get to it. But maybe I also hypothetically didn't. surprise. Um. So yeah, congratulations. Thanks, wizards, and thanks everyone just for watching. Thanks to the players for playing, and we'll see you next week at the same time. Um. Peace.